So we are glad you're all here with us today. Uh, a couple of announcements. Um, we have offering plates around the, the sanctuary, so we're not passing the plates. So if you make your contributions, just make them there in the offering plate. To those of you who are listening, if you would like to mail your contributions, it's Winber Assembly, Box 361, Winber PA, 15963, Winber Assembly, Box 361. Also, Wednesday night, we're studying the book of Revelation, and uh, it's been quite interesting, so um, we have that going on on Wednesday night. This morning, um, I'm going to speak on It's a Wonderful Life. Anybody, what's the first thing that comes in your mind when it's a wonderful life? <laughs> what's that? Jimmy Stewart. So we're going to sit back and watch Jimmy Stewart this morning. No. <laughs> and see, Clarence gets his wings, you know, the angel. Not really. Um, when we think of It's a Wonderful Life, and I was thinking of the challenges that we have as, a, as individuals, as communities, as a nation, you know, um, <laughs> all the challenges that uh, keep presenting themselves as we're facing the election, the media and their whatever, how disastrous things are, how, you know, bad things are, how good they are. It all depends on who you're listening to. The COVID crisis that continues to present itself and cause us to socially distance and wear masks and not go to football games. You know, I thought maybe you would groan at that, you know, <laughs> not being able to go watch the football games, you know. Um, also, the uh, hurricane came up on the coast, and we have the, the fires out in the west and the crop damage in the, the Midwest. And so we have all these things going on, and perhaps even in your own life, uh, one individual was saying, we went to a baseball game yesterday with my, my grandson, and my daughter said, this is the only time I feel human, because we're spaced apart and we don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> so... We have all of these things that kind of are infringing upon what our ordinary is. And I, I thought of, well, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> and, you know, if you think about the movie, you know, that Jimmy Stewart and he's playing this, you know, the character is one that uh, decides it would be better off if he were not born. And he goes through the whole series of things about what would be missing. And perhaps I can touch on some of those. Um, it really wasn't the... In, it was kind of like the add-on inspiration after I had finished the first part. Well, you know, I was trying to come up with a title, and you're always trying to come up with a catchy title, something, you know, grab people, you know, seize them. Uh, I haven't had much luck, much luck at that. But anyhow, it's a wonderful life. So anyhow, we look at that and say, okay, he's rushing Christmas. No, I'm not rushing Christmas. Uh, I'm looking forward to Christmas gifts. Well, yeah, you know, but... It's a wonderful life, and the reason for that is we are alive. Now, imagine, you know, in the story, it talks about imagine life, as it were, without you, okay? Your complete absence, total absence of who you are as a person. How much, how much of a difference would that be in, over the span of your life? How much difference would that make over the, the span of your life? And so the scripture I thought of in John chapter 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and to destroy. I came that you may have life and have it in abundant, have it abundantly. So the challenge is that 
The thief would come, Satan is the one described here in this scenario. Satan is the one who has come to rob us of the idea of individual importance. <laughs> individual importance. God has created us and he has called us by name and he has established our going out and our coming in from this day forth and forevermore. That God has established his promises in us to a thousand generations. So we figured that out in Sunday school. That's how many years? <laughs> 25,000 years. That's longer than even the end of next week. <laughs> 25,000 years, the promises of God, they, they don't vary, they don't go away, they continue up to a thousand generations. So when God put us, placed us here, he had a purpose for our life, and the enemy's intent is to steal, to kill, destroy, to take away the value that God has placed in us, and we're trying to erase that value by wishing we had never been born. <laughs> so, could you play Jimmy Stewart now? No. <laughs> He's not, oh, sorry, we didn't key that one up, sorry. So, he would, and we see in this verse that um, God has promised, God has told us that, he, that evil has come to steal, kill, destroy. But what has God promised in this? He says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So here is the challenge whenever we're looking at our life and we're saying, I wish I wasn't here, wish I wasn't here, wish I'd never been born, this is too bad, this is too much. And granted, there are times in which life can be more than we think we can bear, tolerate, or ever, ever imagine. And, um, and I, I know we sometimes have it really bad, but um, yesterday at the ball game, uh, my grandson is 11, uh, at the ball game, uh, my son-in-law was saying that he had met a young man from Zimbabwe. <laughs> and I thought, wow. <laughs> well, I've been to Zimbabwe like three times for mission trips, and... Um, it is, a, it, is, it is a complete and total disaster, <laughs> the, which at one point was the breadbasket of Africa, has become a total disaster in Africa because of a, a dictator who, who has no caring for his, for his uh, people. And it, you know, we would think it would be better not to be alive. In, those, in that situation there, people are starving to death. And they have no food, they have no money, they have no infrastructure. So we, we ha sometimes have it bad, but not as bad as other places. So, but one of the things, it was the religious leaders of Zimbabwe that got together and met with uh, Mugabe and tried to let him know what he was doing to the country. And he told them that his country was fine. <laughs> from the eyes of the man who is the rich, one of the wealthiest men in Africa. Um, that's what he thought. But you see, many of them imagined or wished that they had not been alive, but there were people there that uh, were able to grasp the importance of who they were as individuals. 
And when we went and taught in the schools, in the you know, ministerial schools, that it was, it, was, it was amazing how many people filled the room, <laughs> how many people were there, and you would go out into the remote areas, you know, and you would wonder, well, how are you going to speak out here? They had a generator outside cranked up, and they had all the band and the music and the PA system going. There was people all over the place, inside and outside, you know, singing and praising and worshiping God in the midst of their, their difficulties. So... They were not wishing that they were not alive. So the challenge for us is don't allow the devil, don't allow the enemy to steal the value of your life because God has promised that you will have life and you will have it in abundance. Abundance. Hmm. Number two, (laughs) walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus. So in this life, we have the ability to not be troubled. Don't be troubled. John 14, 1, Jesus said, Don't be troubled. Trust God. Trust also in me. There are many rooms in my Father's house. You see, we find that life is more than troubles and problems and and, uh, the things that we can count and the things that have gone wrong and the problems that we may face and the things that break down and uh, the things that didn't go right. And we don't need to live in fear because we have a destiny in place. And God says that there are many rooms in my Father's house. We have a destination. So we find that there's always hope in the heart of the believer because this life is not all there is. God has a purpose and a place for us. And in this purpose and place, we are to live out the plan that God has for us. And he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Now, if you can imagine, God is preparing a place. Why would he not prepare us to enter that place? So we are to look at our life as a preparation, that I am being prepared, even the difficulties that I face. uh, God is preparing me to become the person that he wants me to be as I look favorably upon my life and look for the good. Remember, the scripture says, in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Giving thanks is an expectation of good. So it doesn't mean that what we're experiencing doesn't hurt and, you know, there's problems with it and we wish it hadn't happened, but I am giving thanks and in my thanksgiving, I am looking for good to come from this, which God says he will bring work all things together for good. So he needs someone to be a recipient of that good who has an an expectation that good can come of the difficulties. So my faith tells me God is at work And I am saying, God, I give you thanks for this. (laughs) Thank you for the amens. Uh, God is giving us, you know, he's giving us these situations in which we're to improve who we are and our expectations and in our rewards and what God is going to do for us. Jesus says that um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to the Father is through me. (laughs) I am. We talked about that in Sunday school when, you know, when Moses meets God at the burning bush. Who is it that I'm, who shall I tell, tell them that has sent me? And God says, I am that I am, you know. And we went through that and we have recognized that I am that I am is basically Yahweh. And that in the New Testament, what God began on the mount with Moses and the burning bush is continued on into the New Testament where Jesus says, I am 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the bread of life. I am he which was dead and is now alive. So all of the I am's that, that we thought were incomplete with the, the revelation to Moses are fulfilled in the New Testament. And so what God was doing with the children of Israel was allowing them to be the forebearers of the revelation of Jesus Christ that was to come. Ver, number three. Are you beginning to be excited about It's a Wonderful Life? I thought so. Yeah, I really did. So, number three. God has, God has unimaginable good. God has unimaginable good prepared for us. A plan for us. Almost sounds like a song. There's a place for us. Okay. I'm not singing. You have to understand, I can't sing. So, I always threaten them with me singing, you know, so... Uh, <laughs> don't do it, don't do it, we'll listen. So, <laughs> it's almost like running your fingers down a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah, pastor's singing, you know, so. So God has unimaginable good. But see, God cannot bless, God cannot bless what we are not expecting. You know, faith. God wants us to have faith because the faith is an expectation. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for. <laughs> Evidence of things not yet seen. So faith is an expectation of what we don't have yet. And God is wanting, telling us, I've got all these things you don't have yet. Will you open the door for me? <laughs> will, you allow, will you allow your heart to be receptive to what I want to give? What I want to bring into your life? So it is a wonderful life because God has unimaginable good things planned for us and you haven't begun to imagine them. So therefore, don't get caught on what we don't have. Don't get caught up in how things have not worked the way we want them. Don't be caught up in the distressors and, you know, okay, who's going to win the election? When's COVID going to be over? Are they going to have a vaccine? You know, is there another storm coming? You know, the neighbors and, the, you know, they snore. You know, you know, people have problems. <laughs> well, let it go. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or think or imagine, he has immeasurably good prepared for us. It is so much greater than you can imagine. And then he goes on to say, according to the power that is already in you. <laughs> okay? So when God is speaking to us about faith, and he's talking to us about opening the doors and about allowing our hearts to be receptive to the things that God has prepared for us, he's telling us that it is, you know, we're looking for it out there somewhere, and God is saying, it's already in you. I abide, you know, he lives and abides within us. And so his spirit speaks to our spirit that we are his child, that we are safe in the arms of my father. We have a good, good father. That's who he is. And I am, I'm, I'm loved by him. 
and his spirit is alive in me and working in me, and he's wanting to, the spirit is wanting to open our hearts to be receptive, and see, it's already within us. It's the Holy Spirit. He's at work within us. And it says this little addition, to him be glorified. To him be gloried in Christ Jesus. We're thanking God for what he has done and doing in our life. And, it, and it's good through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Well, that's Ephesians. In the lesson this morning, we talked about it's good for a thousand generations, so 25,000 years. So it's good forever and ever. Just another way of saying forever and ever. So the promise that God has for us and in our life doesn't come to a conclusion because the year ends or the year begins, or that we're in the middle of the year and the promises that we made at the beginning in January have long since gone away. But to God, the passing of time is not the problem. It's the attitude of the person who's living the time. Our God is a God of miracles. And sometimes he blows us away with the way he answers our prayers. And sometimes he just kind of nails our feet to the floor and said, just wait a while <laughs> and uh, keep expecting and see what I'll do next. Number four. <laughs> he knows us. This is one I've been musing over for a long time. He knows us. He knows our life from the very beginning to end. None of, nothing in our life catches God off guard. Nothing. Psalm 139 says, You saw me before I was born. Every day in my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And when we start looking at this, it's, you know, and I'm not talking about predestination, I'm talking about foreknowledge, that God has the foreknowledge of what we're going to decide to do and knows where we're going, and we make the choices. The, the, pre, the, the predestination that uh, we are not agreeing with is that you don't have a choice. God has, it all in, God has it all controlled, and you don't have any control over whether you live or die or go to heaven or hell. God already set that in place. That's not what I'm saying. That God has the foreknowledge of our life and that every moment, every, every opportunity is in store for us. And remember that God has a place here and now for his blessings to become part of who we are. I was thinking of this, I think it was Wednesday night I mentioned it. Um, you know, often when we were growing up, I have to stop moving my hands so much. Often when we were growing up, you know, it was like you were stuck in a revolving door for me. You know, going to heaven, going to hell. Going to heaven, going to hell. <laughs> doing the right thing, doing the wrong th have a wrong thought. You know, you're in this revolving door. Our life with God is not a revolving door. It is a, a continual ongoing that even in our, even in our failures, God never gets up, gives up on us. But the, I called it a river uh, uh, the, other, the other day, that from before the beginning began, God had a river. Well, maybe we had a, 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 a highway of uh, purpose traveling through time, clear unto eternity future, and that the will of God is going to be determined 
it is being determined, and everyone gets to choose how they're going to respond to their own purposes and their own plan and how that we're going to respond to the will of God as we find ourselves moving through time. And the challenge is that we get on the road, that we accept Christ as our Savior, and if we're on this road and we're on this purpose of God going through time, we can't go back to where we were at a year ago or yesterday we can only get on the road where we're at. And God knew this is where we would begin. So, knowing, God knowing that he has a beginning for us, that God, be, we begin with God where we're at. We can't go back and change. We can only ask for forgiveness and the ability to learn and to grow in our spiritual person so that we don't make those mistakes again. But we get on the road now. We get into the purpose of God, the plan of God, because there is a future for us. There is a, a destiny that God has in mind for us, but we have to choose. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had come to pass. The all-knowing ever-loving, ever-caring God knew exactly why he created us, knew exactly why he put us here, knew exactly why he put all that stuff inside of us to be the person that events of life would draw out from us. And so God is calling us to draw upon what his spirit has already established. And so the events and the challenges that we face these are not uh, a difficulty to God. They are not strange to God. He knows what they are, but he's already given us what we need. We've got his spirit and his word together, encouraging and helping. <laughs> we have a good life. <laughs> we have a good life. Paul said to live is Christ. To live is the hard part. Dying is gain. <laughs> Wait a minute, we won't go there. So verse five, <laughs> number five. Um, make your path straight. Did you know the path is only straight whenever we look back? <laughs> if you ever walked through a field and, you know, after a snow, you know, a couple inches, foot snow, did you ever look back and look at the path? <laughs> we couldn't walk in a straight line if you paid us, you know. You have, to, you, have to, you have to have a destination in place, you know? And you got to put your eyes on that destination and you got to go like, you know, you can't look at the next step. You got to look way out there. To, we got to look way out into the future to walk a straight path. <laughs> and we need to keep our eyes on Jesus and keep our eyes on the prize, keep our eyes on that, how we're going to receive this uh, eternal blessing from God and that's our eternal prize. And so we walk the road. But you know what? I think we'll be surprised that when we turn back and look over life, we'll find that God has prepared a path for us and that he has gone before us each step of the way and that he's, he, he's always been there to guide us. And you remember the analogy of the footsteps in the sand that when there were two steps, two footprints in the sand and then there was only one. God, what happened at that time? That was the, the worst time of my life. You abandoned me. God says, no, I didn't abandon you. I carried you. In our life, we are carried by God many times. 
and we thought we were just doing it on our own. God is sovereign. He is omnipotent. He is unimaginable. Imagine that. He knows everything about us. He knows how fragile we are. He knows our strengths and our weaknesses. And in every situation, he doesn't try us beyond what we know, beyond what he knows we can do. God is good. (laughs) You're a good, good father. Psalm 100 says, For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Humanity is frail and fickled, and God is our rock. We have challenges, and we have hopes, and we have dreams, but God is good. (laughs) And God is is this one who... um, is, is speaking to us through his word. He's this one who is challenging us by his word and his spirit. And so he has, he has not changed through all these centuries. He is the self-existent one and the same God who spoke to Abraham is the same God who speaks to us. The same God who made promises to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob is the same God who makes promises to us. God is in control a wonderful life because God is in control. Okay, can I hear another amen? So, God is in control. God is in control. Why doesn't it feel like it? Well, he's in control whether we believe it or not. And the, uh, the Psalm 46 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. In the heat of this global pandemic, the change and the challenges that many of us have, um, the routine that many of us have clung to, and uh, now find out that they are erased, and every time we try to rewrite the routine, the routine gets changed. Well, we become more acutely aware of how life is not a routine. Life is not about routine. It's about how we appreciate the daily routine, no. How we appreciate the daily changes. That God is helping me to adjust to the things and to, to deal with and pray through and to believe that in all of these changes, God has a plan. All things are possible. Matthew 19. Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible. With God all things are possible. So as we look at the changes in our routine and the changes in our, in our society and the seemingly upheavals that are going through, God is saying to us, With man it is impossible, but with God it is possible. You mean it's possible for five loaves and two fish to be multiplied? <laughs> you mean it's possible that God can... He can walk on water. Do you mean that God has enough compassion to go out of his way to meet a woman in Samaria at the well who is a forgotten person in her society? But Jesus didn't forget her. You see, that we have this God who is able to go and maneuver things in such a way that we can come face to face with what he wants for us. 
God sustains us. Isaiah 46. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I know this doesn't apply for me, that first part. So, <laughs> gray hair, old hair, no hair. But anyhow, I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Isaiah 46, 4. So these are promises. These, are, these promises are good for 26,000 years, okay? So we've got promises that God has made to the nation of Israel and God, those promises made to Israel are God's promises made to us. We've been grafted in, we've been brought into the vine, we've been brought into the body of Christ. The things that God has promised are promises that abide within our heart and the Spirit of God that is in our heart is taking these promises and we're pulling them in to sustain us so that in times of joy we are, you know, we don't get off track. When times of sorrow and difficulties, we don't get off track because we find that God is placing these boundaries <laughs> boundaries I call them you know guide rails guardrails. God has put these boundaries up these guardrails up to let us know don't do those things those are the things that prick our hearts and say don't go there <laughs> don't participate with that don't accept that as normal so he's he's warning us by his spirit and his word and he's letting us know that I'm the one who sustains you you mean when I become weak and, and uh, can't really keep going, God says, I'm the one who will sustain you, that I will rescue you when you find yourself seemingly sinking. <laughs> He'll rescue us. Then number 10, the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Job 33, 4, the Spirit of God has made me the breath of the Almighty gives me life. I was going to get a bell and ring it for Clarence getting his, his wings. <laughs> I didn't get a bell. But you see, life within the love of Christ makes us members of God's family because God has made us while we're yet in our mother's womb. You see how these promises of God kind of all fit into a pattern? They come into a pattern that reminds us and renews us and sustains us, gives us strength, and that in all of these things we find ourselves coming back to Jesus. In all of these things that we go out and we find the promises of God where we, we celebrate our being alive whenever we see that we, are, we will know every trouble uh, every change, God has a place for them that will know that God's unimaginable good is in store for us. We will know that every day is laid out for us. There's a plan, there's a purpose. God is a good, good father. God is in control. All things are possible. God sustains us. The breath of God gives me life. It's a good life because the breath of God. I, mean, I think of um, when Adam and Eve are in the garden, when, when, when Adam, God forms Adam out of the dust of the earth. 
and he breathed into Adam the breath of life. One, one translation has it, the kiss of God's breath. <laughs> the kiss of God's breath into Adam is the life, it is the kiss of God of his breath into us. And that breath is life and light, and it can never be extinguished. It can never die. It's a good life <laughs> when we focus on the promises. We focus on the God who will take us through the difficulties. We don't have to deny the difficulties. <laughs> we have a very, there's a very real problem, problems in our world, but we have a very real God. See, that's the balance that we have. We don't have to deny things. We, we see and know, but we believe the God who is able to take us through these things. And God has an answer. And God, nothing, it's not out of his control. The world is not <laughs> gone to hell in a handbag. The world is on a pattern that God will take care of his people. And evil will be judged for what it is. But that day isn't here yet. So we just keep on doing the best we can all the good that we can, with the hope that we can, knowing that the Spirit of God, the breath of God, is in us, and that breath is life, and it is light, and it's a good life. <laughs> Father, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you that you hear our prayers. God, you know us better than we know ourselves. You know what we say to you in the night the hopes, the, the difficulties. God, we ask for you to speak your word, your promises to those prayers. I pray that you will help us, Lord, to hear your voice and that, Lord, we will not be frightened by the difficulties, but that, Lord, we will, we will be at peace because you are the Prince of Peace. So thank you, Jesus. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our short-sightedness. Forgive us, Lord, that we might, we might open our eyes to see beyond this moment, that our eyes are on the prize, and the prize is you. So bless us, Lord, and bless this day. Bless our lives and our families. Watch over us. Watch over our nation. We ask these things in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we know that your promises are good for 25,000 years. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for putting those promises in us. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. <laughs>